quick, um, just a brief highlight, things that we've covered briefly. I want to go down through that. If you don't have this, this was all on podcast last week, and um, I don't know what it was titled as. I'm not 100% sure, but it is on podcast. But just a, a, quick, a quick synopsis of last week. Um, just a scripture out of Hebrews chapter 6, because this is one of the things that we have to understand, that God doesn't want us to leave the elementary teachings of the Word of God. And so healing, 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 we say, is the children's bread because that's scripturally. However, it, it's scripturally, it, it's in the Word of God. However, it's important that we understand that healing is for today. Amen? And uh, we, uh, we believe that in this house. So, so healing is for today. You know, but in Hebrews 6.1, you, know, God, God, you know, the Word says this. The writer of Hebrews writes, and he says, Therefore, leaving the discussions of the elementary principles of Christ, let us, go into, let us go on to the perfection, not laying against the foundation of repentance from dead works of faith towards God, the doctrines of baptisms, of laying on of hands, resurrection of dead, and of eternal justice judgment and uh, we'll see that the laying on of hands we've talked about that as one things but one of the things that I just want to highlight very quickly is that healing is an elementary thing you with me it's a it's a healing is an elementary thing that that we we got into last week point number one last week we said using the name of Jesus we seen in uh, John 14 it says and whatever you would ask in my name um, this I will do so that the father may be glorified and celebrated in the son if you ask me anything in my name so we talked about that last week using the name of Jesus we understand how important it is when we pray we use the name of Jesus that name is what carries the power amen number two we talked about the uh, the agreement of prayer where two or more gathered in in my name, there I am in the midst. So God's in the midst of our agreement. We grab hands, we pray for one another. Guess what? We're not just, it's not just, I hope something happens. No, I, when I grab somebody's hand and pray for them, I'm believing God's going to give them a miracle. God's going to heal their body. Whatever it is that they need, that my faith is being released. That's the prayer of agreement. So that was number two. We talk, that, that's, that's why we release that. Amen? You, you know, and I love it. I, and I love, I love KC Family because what we're doing, we're creating a culture where people can pray for one another. Because I did, you know, Nothing against how I grew up, but, you, you know, I didn't grow up in a church praying for people like that, you know, and so, but now, now I, now I feel like, man, it, it, you know, when I first started doing that, it became easier to pray, amen, so we're releasing that in the church. Uh, number three, we talked about the laying on of hands. Um, you know, we talked about the purpose of the laying on of hands. Tonight, you may have seen that. There was two things operating tonight. But the, the laying on of hands, that's, that's also a point of contact in which Jesus will work through, the Holy Spirit will work through, where somebody is healed in their body, somebody's touched. You know, last week we said this, who can lay hands on people? You know, if you're in a, you know, in a, in a church service, it's not like, you know, I'm going to turn around and the whole congregation is going to be laying hands on one another. That's not how that's not how the church flows you know but if you're in a life group you may see brothers come together lay hands on one another and pray for one another so there is an order about things however it's important to understand that you know if you're a believer you can operate the the the, the healing you can operate through 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 all means I, and i believe i believe this that even even you know the, the gift of healing which we're getting ready to get into can come on a person and you can operate in that gift see god doesn't he desires that we all operate in in everything full measure of 
everything that he has. He wants us to operate there. Amen? It's not just for pastors. It's not just for teachers or apostles. It's not just, it's not just for a single person, but it's for the body of Christ. Why? It's because it's the building up. We're edifying one another. We're covering one another. Amen? It's like in your life groups. If you're running a life group and you're leading a life group, you know, it's one of the things. You, you know, somebody knew we're going to pray for salvation. We're going to cover healing. Amen? We're going to cover those two things. In our services, we believe that. We believe in healing. We pray, we pray for the sick. If anybody has anything going on, we pray for that, and we pray for salvations. So who does that? The church does that. So laying on of hands, let me keep moving. That was number three, and I believe we uh, are ready to move into, um, hallelujah, I think we're ready to keep moving on. So you guys ready? Amen, amen. Okay, Brother Don, I just, um, what part are you ready to go with right now? You want me just, let me, um, let me move into the first point, and then, uh, then I'll turn it over. I'll turn it, turn it over to you. So, um, let me find my point here. Let's get into. Um, let's get into the gifts of healing. If you have your Bibles, let's go to First Corinthians chapter twelve. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the, 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 the gift of healing, the gift of healing. You know, one of the scriptures we said last week, and I love the scriptures, Mark eleven twenty four, and I'm just kind of bringing it back. You know, we have to believe, you know, there's, there's a thing in us that we, we have to believe what the word says. You know, and Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, there, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Amen. So it's important that we understand that we can believe what we what we uh, we can believe what what we're believing for. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians um, chapter twelve. You guys with me there? Amen. It says there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There is there is uh, there is difference of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, and to another working of miracles, to another prophesy, to another, I'm going to go ahead and finish this, to another um, discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one in individually as he wills. Now, I, I want to say this about the gift of healing because... Um, the gift of healing isn't like any other gift. It, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not like the, the prayer of agreement where, yes, we can be in agreement. That person can come up in faith and ask for, ask for something, and you're agreeing in prayer. But the gift of, the gift of healing is, is something that will come on a person. And that person, e- even tonight, I felt that stir in me, and I, I, there's certain things that I feel, not to, not to necessarily to get into all that, but um, that's why I believe the gift of healing is not like any other gift, because a lot of times the, the working of the gifts of the Spirit, you know, the prayer of agreement, the name of Jesus, these are, these are forms and terms or ways that people can be heal- healed. 
However, but the gifts of healing is something that is a gift from God. And that's where a person is, is, is uh, working with the Holy Spirit. You know, let me give you an example. Even, even another gift like the word of knowledge or the word of wisdom. You know, these gifts as we've taught those things. I don't come in here, I don't walk into a church service naturally just with a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. You know, if I'm pressing into, and even tonight, as I begin to even press into the, the, the gift in the, in the working of healing in this house, I begin to ask the Lord, Lord, you know, I believe healings for this house. And, and, and then that gift, I could feel that gift, begin, it, it begin to rest. And so that's a gift that can rest. The word of knowledge, the word of knowledge or um, the word of wisdom, those are things that also, you know, I don't just walk into a church service and naturally assume that I have a word of knowledge in every service. You guys follow me? It's, it's, as, it's as the Lord is giving those things to you. I want to say this because it, it, it does. It takes, a, you know, it takes a pressing into. These, these things only come out by prayer and fasting. There's, there's things where you'll see examples of where gifts and things are released by, by the actions of that person. Amen? So it's, it's, it's that person establishing themselves and setting themselves up to flow in that gift. Brother Don, go ahead and jump in there real quick because i got some other notes I need to run down through real quick. You can talk about that. Yeah. I don't get... Check one, two, one. Um, John chapter 5. Yeah. It says, after, these, after this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the waters. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had now been a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, Take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Now, I don't want to jump into the part of the, the waters, but what Jesus was operating there is exactly what Pastor Brad's talking about. That's the gift, the gift of healing. He's operating in a manifestation. He knew in himself. The Bible talks in other places that they, he perceived that they had faith to be healed. Well, it, a lot of times faith is what pulls on the anointing. And the gift of this, the gifts of the Spirit are exactly those things. If we don't believe in those things, or we don't set our faith those, for those things, they won't flow and operate out of our lives and ministry. But the gift of healing operates. As Pastor said, it's not because I'm a man of great faith or I know the Bible frontwards and backwards. It's the, the release of the Holy Spirit into each individual's life. So the, if you'll submit yourself to the Holy Spirit, then he'll allow you to operate in these gifts. I always say it this way. What what gift is, is necessary or what gift is released? The one that's most necessary. So the Holy Spirit know, knows perfectly in the mind of the Father. He, he reveals those things and then he operates and flows through the believers. But as Pastor Brad said, it's, it's not our faith. Our faith can 
can be released for miracles or, uh, and for healings and all those things. But when this gift comes on an individual, there, like Pastor said, there's just a knowing. There's a knowing in your heart that that gift is manifested on you. And it's all, at that point, you're no more than a vessel of the Holy Spirit operating and touching the lives of people. And therefore, gifts of healing then begin to flow. And they also flow out of uh, preaching and teaching. As you minister in these areas, you, you get what you preach. So as you're, if, you're, if you're ministering to someone in the area of, of healing and you're talking about the, the wonderful things that God does and you're, you're, you're sharing with them out of the word how God heals his people, then that will pull on that gift to flow. If, you, if you're holy, you, only qualification is be filled with the spirit so that you can yield to that self-same spirit that operates and lives on the inside of you, then it flows out of you. So you'll find that the, the Bible says the spirit and the word agree. They come together in agreement. So many times you'll see on the piggyback of faith that's being preached, Oral Roberts, several men of God that God used mightily in the areas of gifts of healing, the day services, they would preach to people. They would teach on the word of God and teach about healing to build faith in the hearts of the people. Well, that, the Bible says without faith, it's what? Impossible to please God. But with faith... All things are possible. All things are possible to him that believes, and all things are possible with God. That's where the joint, where the, the, the cohesion of faith comes into agreement together. I'm agreeing with the word of God. I believe what the word says, and therefore I can pull on that gift and believe God that that gift of healing will flow through my life. Not Again, not because of what I know about healing, but because that's the gift necessary at that moment, and the Holy Spirit will release it through you. Amen. Just to add to that, because, it, you know, um, it, it's a gift. So please understand, it's a gift, and, and that gift is to be given away, okay? So it's, um, you, know, you know, oftentimes you'll, you'll hear people say, well, does that person have to have faith to receive that gift? No. I'm not saying faith is a, faith is a cornerstone uh, of so many things, and yes, it does take faith, and it will take faith to stay healed. Amen. But that gift can come into a person's life just now. It's a now moment where that gift comes and it rests and that person's healed in their body. Now, can you give that away? Yeah. You can give that away with doubt, unbelief. You can give that away very various reasons. I remember, I think it was Brother Ted, you know, uh, Shuttlesworth told a story one time. And, and, and a lady was coming through the line. She got touched by the power of God. God healed her. And by the time she had went to the parking lot, her confession changed. You see what I'm saying? So, so that gift, she was healed in her body, boom, right then, right then and there, but her confession changed. So can you, can you lose something or can you give something away? Yes, you can. So, but it, it's, not, it, it's a gift. It, it's a free gift. It's a free gift given to someone uh, to be... Uh, <laughs> to, 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 it's demonstration. It's to show people who God is, His power, and how great He is. I, I don't really have a lot more else on that. You have anything you want to add to it? You, you're sitting there. I see that brain. You can jump in. Trying to follow me. Yeah, I, I can imagine. That's what I feel right now. I feel like... I feel like I probably need to move on to the next one. Maybe might we'll get clear. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just one thing to add, exactly what Pastor said. The he's translating for me tonight, by the way. Confession <laughs> is so important. Uh, the story he's talking about, the, the, what the lady actually said when she went out to the car, she said, I hope it lasts. 
That was her confession. After God supernaturally touched her body, she was, uh, I forget what ailment she had, but it was, it was a major ailment, and she was instantly healed. And not only, not only healed, but demonstrated the healing before the, the people. And when she got out in the parking lot from just that, that short trip after the service, the next thing that come out of her mouth was, I hope it lasts. God doesn't do anything. To, he's not an Indian giver. <laughs> If he releases healing, if you feel, I just felt to encourage you that way. If you feel just like some felt the power and the presence of God on your body tonight, you lay hold on that. He touched me. The song says, he touched me, and oh, what joy that filled my soul. Something wonderful happened. He touched me and made me whole. That's the confession. It doesn't matter what you feel in your body. It doesn't matter what people say. What does it, it, those are all irrelevant. When the anointing touches your body, it quickens or makes alive. It's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead that's happening on the inside of you. So your confession is, I know I've been touched by God, and I know I've been made whole. That's it. There's no other altar. But you'll find many times, again, it's by the confession of faith. The Bible says, by your words, you're justified. And by your words, you're condemned. Life and death are where? In the power of the tongue. So when you're dealing in the area of healings, it's vitally important. Because it's not like God's got a power shortage. Well, he only gave me 25% of that healing. And I wanted the whole 70. You know, he gives you it all. When he touches you, he, can't, he doesn't dial back the power. It's like if I tell you to grab a hold of an electric fence, you lay hold on that fence, you're getting the full effect of whatever juice is flowing through that line. It's the same way with the anointing. When you lay hold on him, the power of God, that anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage, the anointing that destroys the yoke from off of our neck, the anointing that brings perfect healing, he does all things well. He don't do them halfway. So you, you take that by faith and confess, because he's touched me, I know I've been made whole. And the devil, therefore, has no place. Because he's going to come back, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on another part uh, we're going to deal with, how the enemy does try to come back. He will, mark my words, if you've received a touch in your body, there'll be a challenge to that. The devil really wants to know if you believe what you believe. How, how good is that confession? Is your, are you just blabbing and grabbing, or do you believe it? With the utmost of your inner being, you believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, I know that I know. That's the confession. And when you get to that place, that is the place where the wicked one touches you. He said they can't, they're not even talking where I can gain access. Because that's what he's looking for. He's looking access by your, your confession. Amen. I maybe just go there now. That you kind of moved there, so let's move into that. Yep. Write this scripture down. First Peter two four uh, two twenty four. Just write this scripture down. And um, you know, I was reading uh, some of Kenneth Hagin's books on healing, and uh, and I and I like this because he said the best me- best method um, for healing, and and he was talking about this, but. And it was out of 1 Peter 2.24. It says, He who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by, his, by whose stripes you were healed. And we got into that last week. We talked about what was done for us on the cross. Amen. So it's, it's the reminder. And as we move in, into, into the next phase of this, it's, it's the reminder that once you receive something, you know, I, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping this thing. You know, and by his stripes, we were healed. Amen. It's, what, it's one of the things he did on Calvary for us. Amen. There's, there's so many other things. But healing is the children's bread. Amen.
Amen. Let's go ahead. Roll right into that. That's good. Yeah, and, and that's a keeping your healing is important. That's that's that that area that the en- the enemy's going to try to come back. He's he's going to, and we're we're going to talk about it here briefly. But that area of of recognizing that again, you've been touched by the anointing. And and operate, stand, having done all, stand. And I think about it because you said it a while ago in Hebrews. It's leaving the elementary things. It's like you know, if I come in every week and I ask Pastor Miranda, Pastor Miranda, pray for me. I got a headache, and she prays for me. A headache lifts right off. And then I come back the next week, Pastor Miranda, pray for me. I got a headache. Well, that's wonderful that she has the anointing on her life because she has faith to believe for that, and she can drive that thing off. But God's called us to walk in a higher level of it. In other words, it's not just running to the doctor to get our quick fix. You know what I mean? But instead, as believers, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. So not just, and then there's nothing wrong. The Bible says, if you, is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders. But God's greatest thing to operate in the church is to have a body of believers who have been touched by God, who have experienced the power and presence of God, the healing virtue, and then begin to operate that. Freely you have received, freely give. Paul said, they stood up, Peter and John said, such as I have, give I unto thee. If you don't have nothing to give, if all I'm doing is say, Pastor, touch me now, give me a quick fix. Give me a fix this week, give me a fix. I've got nothing to give. But if I get in the word of God and I say, you know what, I'm, I want to get a revelation. And I, that's what I pray. I, it, we're not, we haven't arrived. We haven't got the thing figured out or got the, mark, the patent on it. But we do pursue after that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. The more you seek after those things and, and desire, through desire, there's what? It's, there's fulfillment. The Bible says, seek and you'll find, ask, knock, all those things. That's desire that produces results in our life. The earnest, effectual prayers of a righteous man availeth much, has great power, and produces wonderful results. That's what God's trying to get us to operate in. But turn in your Bibles real quick to uh, chapter 17 of Matthew. I want to touch on an area here because there are things that, um, and even Jesus, we, we talked about unbelief, right? Unbelief will paralyze I don't care how, how anointed you think you, you, you are. Even Jesus himself, the Bible says, could do their no mighty miracles because of their unbelief. So we know unbelief, and a lot of people say um, they associate doubt and unbelief as the same. They're not. Unbelief is saying, I don't believe. I can't believe. That's the total antithesis of believing and where faith is released. So even the man was smart enough when in this story, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. So let's look on here real quick in this story of the, um, the, the, the boy that was um, dealing with casting himself in the fire and those things. But Luke chapter 17, we'll start with verse 11. Um, Yes, or shoot, I'm sorry, Matthew, I'm, I'm sorry, I jumped clear over, Matthew, let's go to Matthew, I think I'm at 17, right, bear with me, yeah, so there, this is kind of interesting too, because Jesus has just took, taken the inner circle up to the Mount of Transfiguration, right? They've just witnessed Elijah and Moses and Jesus in his, in his glorified self revealed the Father speaking out of heaven. So I'm like, man, this, they're coming right out of this. 
and thinking like you're on a, a high spiritual note. You know, don't tell anybody the vision. You know, man, we got we got front row seats to this. They, they're coming off. And the next thing you find is the Bible says, and when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, the river of Jordan. But it's just through the act of obedience. If the Lord tells you to do so, if he tells you to make a brownie for someone and, and lay hands on it and anoint it, then there's an anointing that can be released in that don't person. Don't lace the brownie with it. Yeah, don't lace so it. But just had to throw that in. But, and then the other part I like about it, too, is Jesus prayed twice. Well, do you, do you believe that, brother? Do you, well, you should have it. To, no, pray again. It's better. Okay, let's make it even better. See, that's the working of miracles. That's the gifts of healing and operation. It, don't, don't just, well, I'm, I didn't get it. I didn't get the whole thing. Well, pray. Jesus wasn't too proud to pray again. Well, you should have got it when I spit in your eyes. <laughs> no, he says, what do you see? Well, I, I see he saw what he didn't, so there was a working of miracles. There was gifts of healing that were operating in him, and then the fulfillment, Jesus prayed for him again. So, but the, the it's all throughout the Bible. There's ways that, that God healed people very unconventionally that we would think of. Well, that doesn't make, you, I, I need somebody to lay hands. No, speak the word only and my servant will be healed. The spoken word transcends time and space and goes in the, even the centurion. He wanted to know because he had faith for that. And he inquired and said, what time did he start getting better? And it said, he looked and he said it was the exact time that that was spoken. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Well, even now, just any questions? Does anybody have any questions? Or you might be at max capacity. Brother David, we're going to... Yeah, here. I was under the impression that if you become a Christian and you give your soul to the Lord and you backslide and don't come back to him, you'll lose your salvation. And I had a preacher tell me, once you're saved, you're saved for eternity, no matter what you do, which is correct. Can you lose your salvation? Yes, you can You can fall back. and you, you, So to answer that, yeah, you can, you can come in here and get saved tonight and, and, and go out tomorrow and live for hell the rest of your life. And, and you, you can do that, so... Yeah, you can, you're, it's, yeah, it's. Uh, and what we're dealing with tonight, you can lose your healing. Yeah. You can be touched and be healed and then come right under sickness and attack again. So you can lose your healing. Sozo, that word sozo, which is salvation, is not only salvation for your soul, but healing for your body, deliverance, freedom for your mind. All those things are encapsulated in sozo, which is salvation. And God wants us to be eternally saved. But the bottom line is you can because, of, again, you get into a place of unbelief. That's a great question. Great question. Brother Dave? Yeah, just a couple of questions about gifts of healing. So um, we're all to heal. Amen? Right? So the, uh, the gift, gifts of healing is, is a particular anointing that comes at a particular time or whatever, or is it, it, just, it just comes on you? I mean, uh, I don't know. And the second question is... Um, Gifts of healing. What what you, what's your understanding of of the gifts of healing? There were 
there's different gifts. You understand the question? Yeah. Um, here, you want, here. <laughs> you can help answer. Um, questions, referring to Doug's real quick, the there's scriptures that talk about people that departed from the faith. And how can you uh, depart from something that you were never a part of? Or you were a part of and then they departed. So it, it's clearly saying that you can depart from some your salvation. Yeah, yeah. Um, as for uh, David, your, you, what was the first part? Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, when, the, when the gift of healing comes up on you, it, it is more of a, a moment that, that you are operating in a, in a gift where uh, it might be specialized. You might feel like a specialized uh, healing for a certain area, and you may call up um, anybody that's having issues with hearing right now. Uh, sometimes pastor will get a, a word of knowledge. Anybody that's got an issue with this, anybody has got an issue with that. And, and he's feeling an anointing to pray for that specific thing at that moment. That's different than coming into an agreement with someone where two or more agree on anything, it shall be done. So there, there is a way that we can receive our healing through faith in operation ourselves. but the gift of healing comes on to uh, administer healing for a, a oftentimes more extended, uh, not just a one circumstance thing, but there might be many people that are getting healed in that moment that night. And when you're talking about gifts of healings, Somebody could be anointed where they have broken through uh, in an area where they see just about every blind eye come open, but they may not have necessarily broken through in the area of cancer yet. Um, and it's because they, each one of those things is a working of your faith. So uh, we had a pastor friend that, that he was so irritated over uh, the fact that some people walked with a... a an unbalance because their legs were were different lengths and it was causing them back problems and all that and he began to to seek the lord on that and he would pray and pray and pray until he got the breakthrough on it and and then he it was it started growing legs out so uh and he came to hana and then our people started growing legs out because that that anointing transferred because it was something that he broke through in got it and released it into our house and it was just like oh okay you know and, and people begin to walk in it so gifts of healings it can they somebody may operate in that but they may not operate in in um it doesn't mean that they can't it just means that you have to apply faith for that thing too and break through on that thing does that make sense okay let me let me add one thing to it the, the other thing, there are two different areas there. She's talking, one is the gifts, of the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that comes upon an individual and they begin to operate in the, the, the impartation of the Holy Spirit. But another thing I was going to add to it, the Bible says some having compassion making a difference. The Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw the multitude. Many times that gift, that compassion, or what you're passionate about is what she's talking about. That's what stirred in me when she, she said he saw that, where people, it, it sets something in his spirit to go after that. 
So even, Brother David, you're in a hospital and you see things every day. You are moved with compassion when you see the needs of the people. It doesn't necessarily say, well, at that moment, the Holy Spirit's coming on you for the healing of blind eyes. But because you're moved with compassion, you operate, you, you step into a realm of faith to believe God, to see that person. See, the, the compassion is the desire to see change. It's not empathy, it's not sympathy, but it's compassion. It's a desire to see change. And because of that, it, it will cause the anointing to work through you in those areas because simply because you're a believer. These signs shall follow them that believe. When you're moved by compassion, that you, can, you have a greater, uh, a greater pull or tug in your spirit to operate and see those things. Like There are things I've not walked in yet, but the Lord has stirred them in me, and I'm believing God because I see maybe in society you see an epidemic. You see a rise in certain things. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe you see a bunch of people that's dealing with breast cancer or or. Um, uh, autism, all these. Well, all of a sudden, you're moved with compassion because you see an individual that's struggling. Well, then you can pull on that and, and by faith operate in, that, in the gifts in that area, not necessarily the gift of the Holy Spirit that comes on you, but release your faith, as Pastor Miranda said, to where that gift flows through you. And then the other thing is because you position yourself to obey the Holy Spirit in those areas, you're more sensitive to that. So if it's deaf ears, if it's blind eyes, if it's crippled uh, people, the, the lame walk, those things, because you've targeted your faith in that area, you're more sensitive to the Holy Spirit to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit to flow in those giftings. Amen. Amen. And compassion means with passion. Yeah. Praise God. Any other questions? Yes. Is with the Peter Shadow healing, like people were getting healed when they, was that a gift of healing or was that for a secluded, does it say, to, you know, do you believe his shadow just healed everyone it ever touched for the rest of his life? Or he would just walk past and people would just get healed? You know, was that like a, a gift of healing like for that time? Do you believe like what? You, you got you to read the scripture because in, in verse 15 it says that, it says that Peter, they were, they were lining the bodies up in hopes that, his, that just his shadow passing by would heal them. Now, it doesn't say, and I want, you know, I, I think people were being healed, but it specifically doesn't say that they were healed by his shadow. But in verse 16, if you look at verse 16, it says, and you can pull that up and look at it real quick, but in verse 16, it talks about how they were bringing, bringing, bringing those people they, they were bringing the sick, they were blaming the, bringing the lame and all that, and, and they were healed. Now, I personally believe, because, I, you know, I, I looked at that today, it was so interesting, and I, you know, because do I believe his shadow healed people? Yeah, I, I believe that people were so hungry that, that you know, just the, the, the presence of God, it's, it's that point of contact. His shadow, it's supernatural, okay? It's supernatural. Nobody's touching anybody. Their belief was just if, just if, even if in his shadow would come by, people would be touched. Just it's he touched me. He touched yeah. So it's an. <laughs> it just makes it available for other people because their faith increases, and they're like. 
they they believed that they could be healed and they they reached out for the the shadow they sat in the shadow i can receive that too and i believe that the the anointing was on peter peter to a degree that that was happening but i i believe it was it was kind of twofold there the anointing was on him but also people had a point of contact that they attached their faith to it deals with proximity it's the that's anointing good. that's yeah. on your life so strong. Uh, you watch people and, you know, uh, Benny Hinn, different people that would just wave their jacket or they'd, they'd just wave their hands and people like the whole crowds would just fall. Hundreds of people would drop at one second under the power of God. It's the anointing. And why I say that? Because God doesn't dwell in shadows. He doesn't dwell in darkness. So it's not about the shadow, it's about proximity. Right. If he could get close enough to them, just like she said, if I can but touch, he doesn't even have to lay hands on me. If I can just touch his garment, right. there's enough anointing flowing through his garments, as we talked about, the, the lay, to take handkerchiefs or aprons from the body. It's the same thing. It's that tangible presence. And that's what we desire, where there's such an anointing upon our lives that sick people are instantly healed when they come in close proximity to it. And that anointing can increase or it can decrease. It's just the, le the level of faith. And many times it's because Peter, there were so many people being brought to him, he couldn't lay hands on all of them. And, they re and it, there's another part. Of it. It, says, it actually says overshadow them that they would be close enough that his shadow would overshadow them. What's that mean? That the anointing that was on his life would overcome them and touch them and make them whole. Isn't powerful, isn't it? Amen. Any other questions? Doug, you had one more? Uh, I'd just like to mention uh, more than a man touching you, uh, the power of prayer of many people is the most powerful thing in the world. It is. It is. I agree. There's no, uh, that's why we pray every day. Amen. We believe in a, the prayer of agreement. We, we believe in corporate prayer. Right on, Brother Doug. And one, Amen. Thing, one thing about laying hands on people, it's a sign to the unbeliever. That's the most important thing, is that these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Why do you need that? Why do we need that impartation? Why do we need to see people need to, to see the demonstrative power? Yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. You pray the prayer of faith in agreement. People can be touched, and you don't have to be present. But that's not a sign to the unbeliever. The reason why you don't do it to be a spectacle, it's not to entertain people, but it's to build faith in people so that they can receive and that they can not. Because of a truth, I know that, that, you, that, you, that you serve the living God and that he, that's, that's what the unbelievers came to the conclusion to when they saw the mighty miracles that were wrought. That's the greatest part. It's not just for the believers us for no more but it's a sign to the unbelievers to see the hand of God and the power of God now I know there is a God in heaven that revealeth the secret things those things are all testimonies of to to an unbeliever to bring them to the place because that's why salvation is so important if God why would God demonstrate his power so that the unbeliever can come to a place where they'll receive Christ and that's the greatest miracle of all amen praise God Okay, we got to close it up. I know, this is, I'm, I'm, this is you guys, you guys are okay with all this, right? This is good stuff. I mean, we just try not to. Just because it has to do with everything we're talking about here, because you have to be careful that you're not buying into the idea that 
that I have to have X amount of people praying for something before uh, so-and-so gets healed because now your faith is in the number of people and not in faith. So you, you got to be careful of that because I've, I've heard people, you know, we, the more people we can get praying, the, the more powerful, or the more, the, you know, the better uh, chances the miracle will be rot you know and that's not it's it's all based on faith the faith of one person the faith of a mustard seed will do miracles and uh we were at meetings this past year minister mara was in the very very back row and in that meeting the anointing was there she was in the back row but she had the faith to receive what was going on right right in that meeting when uh dr paul Neche was preaching and she received it and and didn't you fall back in the spirit there? I mean, she's in the very last row. She falls back in the spirit in, in, in the last row because she had the, the faith to believe and receive right there where she was at. She didn't need somebody to touch her. Now, if, if a person's faith is, I just need that person to touch me, that's where their faith is going to be. But then there are some that I don't need to have anybody touch me. I receive it because I know the source is God. In closing tonight, guys, just understand that it, it, it comes in many ways, okay? So it, it's like, well, if one way, you know, I didn't feel like I got that done in, in that one way, then, it, then, then, we, then you ask questions, you pray, or you get your, yourself around people of faith that are going to come together in agreement with you and pray. And, you know, there's anointing oil. There's, there's so many things, and we've covered this stuff. But praise God, let's close in prayer. We'll do one more week of this because uh, I want to talk. 